Welcome to the Start Something Show. Join world-renowned experts, change agents, and everyday folks who have done the amazing. All here to help you start something incredible. Now it's time to step out, live your perfect day, and create a legacy with your host, Tina Dietz. Hello, super starters. It's Tina Dietz. Welcome to the Start Something Show, where we are building your business oasis, the place for you to get nourished and refreshed so you can go out and nourish and refresh the people that you serve. Today on the show, we are have Michelle Nuray, the glorious Michelle Nuray, who is of The Essential Message and Mo Mondays, two of my favorite, favorite organizations. Mo Mondays bringing together people all over North America to listen to powerful stories and be inspired every single month. And the essential message, uh, Michelle Michelle's business where he uh, helps people develop their brands. Dude is really good at what he does. So we'll be talking with him later in the show today. Uh, just a quick note on our Super Starter of the Month program. I have some exciting news about that. In the new year, we are going to be making some changes to our membership program, so stay tuned for some exciting stuff there. Our free members are going to be able to apply to have their story, your story, your business featured on the Start Something show. This is not a paid feature. That would not be cool as far as I'm concerned, but an opportunity to have you share your story with us here at the Start Something show and possibly have you and your business featured on the show, and we'd love to bring that up to a once a week segment. So uh, if you aren't already, go on over to the startsomethingshow.com and join up on the free membership level. You'll also be able to get lots and lots of phenomenal articles, information, um, training, uh, webinars, all kinds of good stuff that we have for you over there. So go check that out at the start something, uh, blah, blah, uh, blah, blah, blah. I'm a little tongue tied. The startsomethingshow.com slash membership. I think I had too much turkey. Oh, a little tryptophan there. <laughs> so today, I get a lot of questions about podcasting, of course, because of the show. And I uh, wanted to give a couple tips today on how to get on podcast. A lot of you out there are looking for press, not sure how to navigate uh, your own PR, uh, getting exposure through the media. It, it's not as hard as you think. It's really a matter of being bold and making requests. If you want to get on some podcasts, the best thing to do is to go to iTunes, even if you don't have an iPhone, go ahead and install iTunes on your computer and look up uh, in the podcast section keywords associated with your industry. Look for the shows. Uh, when you find the ones that interest you, go on back to their websites. 99.9% .9 of podcasts have websites associated with them with contact information buttons, or you can apply to be on the show a lot of times right from the website. They'll say, you know, be on the show or apply to be on the show or whatever. If not, then just go to the contact button and do that. Now, second tip on this, don't just, you know, blarg yourself out as self-promotional. You want to make sure that you are coming across as someone who's going to be valuable to the host's audience. So for example, if I were looking for someone to be on this show, I would be looking for them to provide valuable information, resources, tips, and good story about how to get started in business, how to move through transitions, and how to provide valuable information and resources about having a solopreneur business in a service industry. That's the information I'm looking for. So whatever your niche and the people that you serve happen to be, make sure that when you send them an email, you're demonstrating that. So it might sound something like this. Dear Bob, 
I am so-and-so. I am an expert in such-and-such, and I really enjoy your show. If you have some upcoming openings where you're looking for guests, I would love to give your audience some information on point one, point two, point three. There it is. There's a verbal template for you right there. Finish off your email something like, I look forward to hearing from you. Please let me know either way if this information would be valuable to you and your audience and we can chat further. Sincerely, you. So if you haven't written that down, remember, you can always go back and replay the show and get a little uh, a little uh, replay there of that verbal template that I just gave you. And then just copy and paste that and change the information for the shows that you are interested in being on. Uh, you know, nine times out of 10, you're going to get a response. Podcasters love interesting guests. So just be your interesting self. Be conversational. Show that you know your stuff and you are sure to get on the show. So there's some tips for you today on getting on podcasts. And also remember to stay tuned for more information about the membership program. But if you really want to stay in touch, go over and become a free member at thestartsomethingshow.com slash membership, and you'll be the first to know so that you can apply to have your story and your business featured here as a superstarter. Let's go talk to Michelle. Superstarters, I'm really excited to share with you someone who is very dear to my heart here on the show today. Michelle Naray is, no kidding, one of my favorite people on this planet. And besides having over 25 years of experience as a creative marketing copywriter, besides being a master practitioner of neurolinguistic programming and an author recommended by Jack Canfield's organization and an incredible globe-trotting speaker, Michelle created Mo Mondays, which had made a profound difference in my career as a speaker and in my experience as someone who works with people. And Mo Mondays is a monthly show that has grown from a single location on the second floor of a tea room in Toronto to nightclubs from coast to coast in Canada and the U.S. It's an extraordinary experience, and I'm really happy to bring Michelle on the show today. Michelle, thank you so much for starting something with me today. Well, hi, Tina. I'm excited to be here. Yay! I know, I know. And you and I have known each other for a while now, and... I've been wanting to get you on the show for some time. We had a bit of a roller coaster getting you here, so I've been absolutely tickled to finally have you. Well, I'm happy to do the tickling anytime. (laughs) That's what we love about you. All right. Well, let's dive right into it then, because you've been on this crazy roller coaster of entrepreneurialism for many years. What made you want to dive into this world of insanity that we so love? Well, there are several worlds of insanity, so let's be precise. Are you talking about general entrepreneurship? Because I can answer that, or Mo Monday specifically, which you were referring to, or how one led to the other. Well, I think we will get to the how one led to the other, because I want to spend some time on Mo Mondays, because it's such a profound, it's not just a event, it really is a movement, and I want to share with everyone about that a little bit later in the show. How did you initially become an entrepreneur? So... Your listeners might be a little disappointed in the simplicity of this response, but it's absolutely true. And it's just like, I realized I was not very employable, put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) And what I mean by that, and I say that absolutely honestly, you know, I was like a lot of people, I was doing some freelance on the side. I worked for a large international ad agency and I was doing all kinds of things. And then I realized that 
you know, I mean, the ad agency business in general is a whole roller coaster. You talked about that, and it's very intense, and I love it. I love the vibe. I love the culture. People tend to move around a lot anyway, but when I was maybe six years in or five years in and having been at three different agencies, leaving some of them not from my choice, and on the other hand, having my own clients during all that time that loved me and stayed with me the entire time that I was at various agencies, I finally woke up one day and I said, you know, I've, I've had clients longer than I've had any one job. And so that was my real indication that I'm built for this life. And you know, when I look back, and this is probably more information than your listeners wants, what I realize is that I was really good at office politics when I wasn't actually part of it. So in other words, I could deal with the, my client's office politics and all the interpersonal relationships that we have to deal with when we have clients. And I was really good at that. And I'm happy to do that. It's kind of like when you have grandkids, you're happy to play with them and you're happy to give them back. But when I was in it 24-7, I realized that I was not very good at that part of it. So that was another indication. And, you know, it's just driven to do stuff. I'm a hard worker. I'm an intense worker. I don't shy away from all-nighters anytime, whether it was for my company or my clients. So it wasn't so much a lifestyle choice because I work all the time anyway. But now I get to blend in my playtime and my work time. And so it's great. I and, agree. And it's crazy and it's a crazy life, as you know, but I love it. I don't think I could live any other way. It really does a lot of times come down to the lifestyle and the type of life we want to live, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think this is what I learned. It's just your nature. You're either wired to be one or the other. Yeah, I have to agree. And that's one of the reasons I think sometimes that divide when somebody has become an entrepreneur and they're surrounded by friends and family who are not and there's that disconnect. It's almost like people speaking different languages. Oh, beyond the shadow of a doubt. It's yeah. exactly like And it's not like one choice is good and one choice is bad. It's not that at all. And I have this in my own family. You know, it's like as entrepreneurs, we can't understand how anyone can have a boss and a job and a nine to five and all of that. And they can't understand why we do what we do. And at the same time, there are things that I envy about my working friends, especially if they're in a job where it is nine to five and they can pursue their passions after work. Great. Good for them. So it's not a question of good or bad. It's a question of just what is most a natural a fit for you, for your personality. Yeah, it really does come down pretty much as simple as that. If you're driven to create something, you're driven to create something. If it's more important, if it's more a higher value for you to have the paycheck and that level of structure, and that's the way it is, too. You know, you and I have talked before at our levels of unemployability, and it comes up pretty regularly here on the show with the folks I interview, let me tell you. Yeah. Pretty much across the board. Pretty much across but, the board. You know, you mentioned you bring another shade to this conversation, and that's are you driven to create something? And I think that's part of it. And if you want, I can talk about Mo Mondays now because it's the perfect segue. Perfect. Let's talk about it. And you got to remember that Mo Mondays came to me kind of relatively late in my entrepreneurial life. You know, I started it three and a half years ago. As you said, it was on the second floor of a tea room. There were 17 people in the audience, half of whom were the speakers. Most of the rest of the people were either friends, family, or the serving staff. 
But I had already created multiple brands. I had been part of the dot-com era where I created the world's first online searchable directory of creative professionals right around the same time as Google. I was building websites in 1993. Uh, oh, my goodness. So doing all that stuff. And I had been building and inventing things for many, many, many years. And it was just basically like many entrepreneurs, I'd done my time at networking events and gone to your classic speaker events where people stand at the front of the room and basically try to sell you stuff at the back of the room. And I had had it with all of those things. I'd been part of my professional speakers association, you know, the kind where you have to dress up to go out to these meetings and you have to pretend that you're more successful than you really are to your peers. <laughs> and, and, you know, that, right? I, yes, I, just, I know I was, what you mean. Yeah, I was sick and tired of all of these things. And I say, well, I want to go out and do stuff. And I also want more stage time as a professional speaker. So I'm going to create my own event. Well, I know I don't want it to be like an association, like you have to pretend you're more successful than you really are and be on best behavior. I don't want it to be like a classic networking event where it's really all about, you know, giving and getting business cards and having your elevator pitch and all of that stuff. I didn't want it to be like that. I didn't want it to be like a classic speaker event where basically someone drones on and on. And sometimes it's interesting and sometimes it's not. But you know what they really want is for you to buy their program at the back of the room. I was sick of those. I didn't want it to be like that. I had gone to stand-up comedy and done my bit on the open mic stage. And I loved the comedy and the humor of those kinds of events, but I was tired of the toilet humor and the ongoing, you know, how many dick jokes. You can say that. It's my show. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so I was tired of that. And also, I've been part of the personal transformational movement for the last 20 years, as many of us have. Yes. But I didn't want it to be like taking up several weekends and thousands of dollars and everybody has to cry. So... (laughs) Well, you know what those are like. I do. do. Yeah, you want something that's totally unique and yet fulfills something that none of those other things fulfill. Exactly. And so, like, when I describe this in hindsight, it sounds like I very strategically masterminded how I wanted it to come together. And that's anything but the truth. Truth is, I just started an event and I knew what I didn't want. And over time... And it took at least four or five months for me to kind of like figure out, well, I know what I don't want, but what is it that I do want and started to put it together. And that's when it really started to have legs. And the cool thing about what happened with Mo Monday, so, you know, basically three months in the tea room after three months, they kicked us out because we weren't bringing in enough business to them. I think the most we ever got was 25 people and nobody ordered anything because who wants tea and crumpets or whatever at eight o'clock at night. So they kicked us out. We went into a jazz bar. Now, Tina, what do they have in a jazz bar that they don't have in a tea room? Drinks. Drinks. Alcohol. Yes. You're right. Okay. And it sounds a little bit laughable, but I think that was important. I agree. And that's at the point where you and I met. Exactly. And I also realized the value of a good sound system, a proper professional stage, professional lighting, professional backdrop. And I also, at the same time, I started because I saw the kinds of speakers and heard the kinds of speakers that I didn't want them practicing their shtick from their corporate work. I didn't want them, as I said, selling 
and I wanted them to share a part of them that maybe they didn't share in other venues and platforms. And so I started bringing that in and I started ask, mixing it up with first time speakers with veterans of the stage. And I started emceeing it more in a fun, light way and with music in the back. And, you know, it just started fun. And I think that's when things took off. We went from 25 people to 36 to 44 to 66, 76. And I remember the day we had 96 people in this was still a little intimate jazz bar. We were packed. And what I realized is I built this for me. I did this for me. I didn't do market research. I didn't do a survey. I didn't figure out what gap there was in the market. I did this because I wanted to do it. I was driven to create this for me. And what I found was along the way, a lot of other people said, hey, this speaks to what I want as well. And you found your tribe. And I found my tribe. When I speak to people who are entrepreneurs, and it may happen on the first try, although I doubt it, but it may happen on the 10th thing. You know, really, you keep doing things to solve problems for yourself. And in doing so, you realize that you're solving problems for others. And at some point, enough of those others kind of come on board and say, you know what, I want to support you on this. And that's when you started working with me on this. My friend from Stephanie from Winnipeg said, Michelle, I want to do this in Winnipeg. And I said, great, but if we do it in Winnipeg, we're going to do it in other cities. And she said, Michelle, I want to help you because Mo Mondays needs to be around the world. And so as you said in your intro, thank you very much. I think last count, we were up to about 14 cities. We're getting more inquiries from different places around the world, more cities in the U.S. Right now, we're mostly in Canada, but more cities in the U.S. had some inquiries in Australia. So things are cool. It is very unique, really extraordinary event, too, because I've never been to another event that so many different stories get told by so many different kinds of people. And everything is very brief. Everything's only about 10 minutes long. Yeah. And yet in that 10 minutes, so much can be shared. And that's part of the challenge. I mean, it's easier to speak for half an hour than it is for 10 minutes. To get it really succinct, as you know, one of the brands that I created was the essential message. How do you distill everything down to the core message of what you want to convey? That's very true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know that's one of your core gifts in doing that. Now, I want to switch topics for just a minute before we circle back around to Mo Mondays, because on the Backstage Pass, you're going to share with our Superstarter Elite membership about how did you put it with storytelling? Well, you know, storytelling is the basis of absolutely everything. It's how we connect with other human beings. It's how we provide leadership. It's how we coach. It's how we sell. And so one of the things that came out loud and clear is just how valuable this skill is in putting together a story, making it short, making it powerful, making it impactful, and making it effective for the purpose that you want. And so what I'll be doing in your backstage pass is walking people through a very brief outline of how they can put a story together and what kind of elements they need to have as part of it and where they could use it. Yeah, that's incredibly powerful. Like you said, you find it everywhere, mm -hmm. absolutely everywhere. And the most powerful speakers, the most powerful 
salespeople, the most powerful people in business, the ones who tell the best stories? Stories, uh, the ones who get elected. Well, ones. that's a very good point. Yeah. yeah everybody, <laughs> like, we use stories all the time. When you think about it, I don't want to take the thunder away from the backstage pass part, but when you think about it, stories is how we communicate our values. It's how we teach our children how to live and what's important and what's not important and the lessons. And yeah, It's even something to think about right now because this show is right around the holiday season and what better time to reflect on what the stories that we've all learned over the years, culturally, personally, in our families and all that, all those stories have influenced us a certain way. And why not look at it also from the point of view of how can my stories be influential as well? Because we all have stories to tell. Sometimes, you know, we have to dig a little deeper. I remember when you and I first spoke, and I remember you almost got into a car accident because you were on the phone. And even though you were <laughs> yeah. perfectly legal, you know, we got into such a tangent so quickly that it was immediately like, what is this? And how can we get involved? It was such an immediate draw, this Mo Monday's concept. And you pulled the story out of me that I had never thought of, you know, sharing with people before about being a young child, seven years old, and kind of finding my purpose and my voice through the Ginsu knife demonstration at the Erie County Fair when I was a kid, which is now a story that I'm kind of known for. <laughs> so yeah. it was one of those crazy things I never would have thought of telling a story of. But you saw, because you're the storytelling guy, you saw that as a potential something that would connect people. And man, did it ever. Yeah. Um, you know, all of us have stories. Most of us don't know how valuable they are to others. Most people don't appreciate how valuable they are for ourselves, how we make our sense of ourselves and create our own self-identity out of them. So it's almost like stories can be our own self-coaching tools. And then once they realize that, then they just need to know how to do it a little bit more deliberately. Exactly. I want to switch gears for just a moment because I kind of want to hold you up as an example to our audience here of something that I think is really important because so many of our listeners struggle with this idea of creating a niche and focusing on what's the right project. And one of the things we haven't talked about yet is that you work in a number of different business sectors. You're a consultant for larger organizations, corporations. You are a speaker. You speak on stages all over the world. You have Mo Mondays. You teach workshops on effective storytelling and speaking and presentation. So you work in all of these different areas, but yet this common thread runs through all of them. Can you give us an idea of how it evolved that you ended up in all of these different segments of business? Oh. Or is that like an entirely like another show? <laughs> no, well, it kind of is a whole other show, but I'll tell you what I think is important about what you mentioned. I think there's a lot of noise out there that you got to focus on your niche. You got to focus on your niche. You got to be very, very tight. And you do. And there's value in doing that. And then some people look at what I do and they say, but you're all over the place. You do workshops, you do keynote speaking and corporate. And they're right. You know, I do too much. Life would be much simpler if I had one target group to go after and I became known. And this is what I help my coaching clients do. What is the target group that you can become best known in? Because it's just easier. But again, going back to the, we're not all wired. It's like same thing. All you should do is speech coach and write and, and then delegate everything else. But what if 
I use the development of my PowerPoint, and I don't use PowerPoint, by the way, but just as an example, what if I use the development of my PowerPoint to actually work through the development of my keynote? Because that's how I think things through. Well, in a pure sense, I shouldn't be doing that. Oh my God, tons of guilt. What am I doing? I'm doing something that's low value. And maybe the person who came up with that rule is crappy at PowerPoint. So you have to be able to adapt all these rules. I'm probably going way off on a tangent here. No, I'm keep going, man. This is great. Okay. You have to be able to know what the guideline is and know when to break it and know where it comes from because it's got to fit who you are and what you do. So for me, I really am driven by this kernel of helping people, companies, organizations really dig deep into who they are, what they do that's different, unique, and valuable in the world. And when you think about it, that's what I do no matter who I am in front of. And that's the piece that jazzes me. That's the piece where I feel like I am most innovative with. That's where I've developed a unique methodology for to help people and organizations do that. And when you think about it, Mo Mondays grew out of my experience in doing that for corporations and organizations. Mo Mondays is really the personal expression of that. And so being able to understand what that core kernel is, first of all, helps me understand who I am better and helps me understand where my drive comes from. And then I have to make other decisions with respect to where do I put my time in terms of the actual activity. But yeah, they all come from the same place. Yeah, exactly. And wanted to highlight this because it's a different way of looking. We always look at ideal client, but this whole concept of the essential message, this is what you're known for. But each of us having that core set of gifts, if we got really clear on that, then it's a matter of where does it bring us the most joy to use those gifts? Then we can bring that out to the world in different ways. I think that's a part that a lot of times entrepreneurs skip over in a search to get to the money or to get to the product or to get to the finish line of some kind. And I believe, I fundamentally believe that it is easier to change your customer to fit what you offer than it is for you to change yourself to offer something that this arbitrary target group may or may not want. Because if that's what you're doing, then you're basically in competition with people for whom this is their passion. And how do you compete with that if you're just doing it because you think it's this is what what you should be doing? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And then I think that's a really powerful message to leave people with is remember to stay in alignment with who you are and what you bring to the table. And just because you may be newer at being an entrepreneur, you're still bringing everything that you've had previously with you to the table. So remember all of that goodness and all of those talents and those gifts. And if you're not sure what those are, my darlings, start asking. Start asking the people around you. Start asking the people you trust. Come on over and and join the Superstarter Secret Hideout on Facebook and ask us. We'll tell you. (laughs) And we'll tell you for sure. 
So, Michelle, I, we're going to go further in depth on this on the Backstage Pass, which I am super, super excited about, and about storytelling, because these are some fundamental skills in business, regardless of industry. But before we go ahead and do that, tell us, our listeners, some more about where they can find Mo Mondays, and especially if they want to get involved. Well, Mo Monday is real simple. It's momondays.com. So thanks for asking, Tina. Literally, momondays.com. When people go there, they'll see that we've got a whole drop down of cities where we're currently active. And we are on a tear to expand into other cities. I mean, you know, there's so many guys. I can't tell you some of the cities we're in, and they're literally the biggest event or show, whatever you want. It's kind of like a blend between a show and an event or they're the biggest game in town because there's so many people who are hungry for this kind of content entertainment because it blends so many different pieces together. And so, yeah, we run Mo Mondays as a license operation. People can pick up the license and then they get a whole bunch of coaching and help and, and support so that they could run it as a true Mo Mondays in their own city or location. And it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. fun. It's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun. And the rewards are enormous because there isn't any mo host, we call them, there isn't any mo host that has not been, that's too negative, so follow me on this. There is no mo host that hasn't been interviewed either on the radio, television, or for a newspaper, you know, to elevate their profile in their community. So it's been great for everybody. It is extraordinary. And full disclosure, before I embarked on a mobile lifestyle myself, I was a mo-host, one of the first mo-hosts myself, and I can speak to the benefits as well as the hard work, but yet it was so, so worth it. What a blast. And oh, man, what an opportunity to make a difference in the community, have a platform to work from, to connect with people, to build an audience. It's a great organization. So check out momondays.com. And you can also, of course, always, always, always on the startsomethingshow.com find all the links and all the notes from this episode and all of our others. Michelle, thank you so much for joining thank me today. You, Tina. Yeah, absolute blast. And superstarters, think about this week. What is your story? What are some of the stories that you could tell the world? Come on over to the startsomethingshow.com and join us in the Superstarter Elite membership where you can access Michelle and all of our guest experts, along with tons and tons of other benefits for our membership where we're on a mission to create 10,000 thriving businesses and have you live your vision and your business oasis. We will see you next week. Start something with purpose. Start something with freedom. Start something now. Go to thestartsomethingshow.com, join our community of super starters, and get your perfect day planner pack, a free resource to help you create the life you've dreamed of living. Take action now, and we'll see you for our next exciting episode. 